All right. Happy Christmas still. Happy Christmas, Epiphany, etc. Etc. Well, we're in the Christmas season now, so we have plenty to be rejoicing. Lots and lots to rejoice about. Indeed. Uh, Today, as we record, we, what, the first Sunday of Christmas? Holy Family. The Feast of the Holy Family, indeed. Did you get a chance to go to Mass today? No. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I had Holy Family today, and um, I think it went really well. I um, I posted my homily on YouTube, and I put a little Easter egg in there <laughs> in my YouTube video. For what? <clears throat> well, you have to go see it <laughs> to, to find the little Easter egg. Uh, but no, I think it was really good. I took a lot of what we were talking about last week with... Uh, um, like the family of God with the covenant, but then the particular family and yeah. So mm-hmm. it was it was good. Um I did notice though that one thing we were talking about on the um on the show last week that there were so many options. What I realized though is that in the Spanish mich- uh, the Spanish lectionary, the options are in blocks. Like Oh yeah. It's not you can you could you wouldn't have the option to do Syriac and Hebrews. Oh, so it's kind of like what we were driving at is that Syriac has yeah. has to go with Colossians and Genesis yeah. with Hebrews. That makes sense. I'm glad that they do that. I wish the American missile uh, would do the same. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, but no, but anyway, <clears throat> so uh, I think as we are getting ready to talk about this next Sunday, we re- <laughs> so you're in the U.S. and I'm not, and it turns out we have two different feasts this upcoming Sunday. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since yeah, what the, Amer- the Americans <laughs> are doing Epiphany on uh, to replace the second Sunday of Christmas. Yeah, I, I mean, I've said this before. I don't like how we transfer things, and especially now, like. Now that we're doing everything online, mm-hmm. like there's even less of a re- of a reason. Yeah, yeah, totally. To not do the feast on the appropriate day. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. We'll see if this changes. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I've never liked it either. I think it's a silly thing to to move the feast. Um, here they've never done it. Here everything is still uh, where it should be. But it 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 helps that here it's like there's still a lot of cultural Catholicism, so it's also like a national holiday. Uh, the feast of the, oh, the yeah? feast of the Epiphany. Oh, that's fun. You know, so it's just it just works out that way because it's a Catholic country, um, even if it's not as practicing as it once was. Um, <laughs> Surprisingly, yeah. So even though you have the Epiphany next Sunday, I I would have the second Sunday of Christmas, which is actually just the prologue to John's Gospel. Like that's hmm. that's the thing. So it's just continuing with the Christmas mystery, and it's one of the readings from Christmas Day. Actually, the reading that I I had to preach on on Friday. Yeah, that is. We heard that on Christmas during the day, Christmas Day during the day. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I got to preach on that twice, which is great. Uh, I was a little nervous preaching on on the on the prologue, but yeah. So here in Spain, they'll be reading that next Sunday. Um, yeah, it's kind of a it's a whole convergence of feast days next Sunday. So it's also a big Jesuit feast. So you and I won't be. Like within our houses, won't be celebrating. Maybe you'll celebrate Epiphany. I don't know if who knows. I don't know how any of that works. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to talk about the Epiphany readings. What do you think? You know, I there's a lot of things that I really like about these readings. Um, one of the things that I really don't like, and this may be a bit of a controversy, mm-hmm. uh, like the whole. 
okay, the Magi, the Wise Men, the Kings, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. they're great. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Balthazar and Melkor and what are they? Etc. <laughs> Caspar. Oh, yes. Uh, the Caspian Sea. Uh, I think that we, as we often do, like this isn't just a thing that we do on this on this Sunday. I just feel like we missed the point Ooh. with this whole thing. Oh, okay. Uh, it becomes so much about these these wise men and how great they are. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, uh-huh. cool, okay. but like, what are they here for? Right. <laughs> they recognize, as we are supposed to be recognizing, uh, the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their epiphany is that this 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 God is now made flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so very much kind of a John the Baptist. If if it's not pointing back to Jesus, then we're doing it wrong. Sure, sure. Yeah, I um I I feel you on that completely. And he, here in in Spain, it's the day that we do gifts. Is the feast of the Epiphany. So on the feast yeah. of the Epiphany on the sixth, we'll do gift exchange. Like the wise men are like the, what we're celebrating. You know, even the yeah. like the gift giving for Christmas is on that day. And so what's really in focus is these three men came and brought gifts to the Lord. So we give gifts to each yeah. other. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like a humble brag where <laughs> like, oh, they're so, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Look at how great they are. But let's just talk about how great they are. Because that means that we can be great too. Sure. So, I mean, the way, as I read these readings, what seems to be most on display, like what the wise men point to, I think is the point of this feast, at least with this mystery of like the star of Bethlehem, it seems like all the readings are pointing to the revelation to the Gentiles. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what is on display, and like I think I think it would be helpful for a homily, even though the readings aren't driving at it, to point out that like traditionally this is a feast day that celebrates the Epiphany to the Gentiles, but also the revelation of the Son of God in the baptism and at the Transfiguration. That well, Saint Paul is pretty explicit in Ephesians. What does he say? Uh, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, mm. members of the same body, yeah. and co-partners in the promise of Christ Jesus through the through the gospel. Oh, totally. So yeah, so like the revelation to the Gentiles is very clear, you know, and you see that with these three wise men from the east. Um, and I think even in the first reading, do you get that? Like, your sons come from afar. Um, yeah, a little bit of that. I mean, it, it it certainly you know he's talking about Midian and Sheba and all these other places that uh, you know are kind of the the outskirts of the uh, sure. of the empire sure. or whatever you would call it. Yeah, but even look at the psalm, like the psalm, let every nation on earth mm-hmm. will adore you. Every nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for me, like it's clear like the Gentiles are on display, but I, I wouldn't want this to also leave behind the focus on like the revelation of the sonship of Christ in the baptism and the transfiguration, yeah. even though it's hard because they're not in the readings anymore. Um, well, consider, consider the... Um, the feast that we just celebrated, the the Holy Family. Remember what we were talking about, like how that's about uh, us recognizing that wonderful, pure relationship of the Trinity, that perfect relationship, as now being we are now, as Saint Paul says, co partners, co heirs mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, yeah. And so not just you know, and and I think this is a further ex- expounding of that of that. Of that mystery, right? Because it's not just now; it's not just that we are co-heirs into this uh, same body, hmm. but now everybody is because of you know because of the fact that 
these these uh, magi came and that St. Paul is speaking to the Gentiles. Like, it's not just this one group of people. It's now all people. Yeah. No, that's good. We are all part of that of that holy family. Right, right. Okay, so I'm going to push back a little bit. So I, th- I think that there's there's something good in what you're saying. Like, it even as I've been preaching on Christmas, then holy family, I've been really hammering home a little bit of this being sons and daughters of God, being part of his family. Like, I think that's all really good. Um, and I think you're right, like how that extends to the Gentiles. Now, where I want to push back a little bit is I kind of wonder whether or not all of the talk around like being open to the Gentiles is kind of done. Like we're the Gentiles, like we're Gentiles, we're not Jews, yeah. you know? So like, yeah. what does that mean for us anymore that the, like, I know historically it's very significant, right? That the covenant was not just limited to the nation of Israel, but it was extending beyond that. So, but like, what does that mean for me? I am a Gentile, but I'm also a baptized Christian. So like, the revelation to the Gentiles has happened, you know? Yeah, that's really interesting. I think a lot of the time when we as modern day Christians read this um, Gentile or Jew, like we kind of put ourselves in into the Jew camp. (laughs) Mm. Like we are the, we are the, we are the chosen people. It's like, well, here's a funny story. We're not. We're the Gentiles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I think that could be a really interesting way of going about this, is is pointing out the fact that we uh, are the ones that have to... Con- we need to kind of be, in a sense, in the best sense, I guess, to be put in our place. Like, remember, you are the adopted sons. Yeah. You are the adopted daughters. Yeah, yeah. This is, th- That man is you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's good. Uh, yeah, there's a good, like, sobering reality there that we are not, we are not heirs of the the covenant that God made with Abraham through the law and Moses, but yeah. because of our adoption in Christ, you know, by virtue of our baptism, um, like we are the Gentiles for sure. Um, I still struggle with it a little bit, though. Like, that's a nice point, but how how are we going to build? <laughs> like, how are we going to build around that? Like, well, you know? I mean, I think there's. Just like the uh, uh, we hear in our in our gospel reading, they were overjoyed at seeing the star. Uh, like there's there's some there's a point for joy there. Mm. Like yeah, you know we're not the chosen ones. We're not the ones who are um, afforded this this sonship and daughtership by by right. If you if you want to use that language, mm-hmm. that's that's the whole beauty of the cross. That's that's Christ. That's God made flesh. Mm. Uh, rejoice in that. Yeah. So praise God. That we're not yeah. left behind. Yeah. Praise God that <laughs> we've been given access to uh, salvation, you know. Um, as... Yeah. It's not a con- consolation prize. Right. Right. Hmm. I like that. I like that. Um, good. Good, good, good. Um, what's a, So here's another angle. Another angle could be, um, what is this, like we like to often talk about, what does the reading say about Christ? So like there's often this reading of the gold, the incense, and the frankincense, you know, with the priest, prophet, and king. Like is there anything there that that strikes you or? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of to your point about the Gentile, like it's a, it's, it's a neat point. <laughs> right, right. But it's just kind of like uh, where, 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 how do we get to like a meat thing? Like what's like last yeah. week we 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 reduced it down to this real good idea of being the family of God, and like we kind of got there. And like what you're saying, what maybe that's the theme that we got to keep going is like that's the mystery of Christmas. Is that your point that you made earlier is great? Like the the son is born, but that means that we've become the family of God, and now that extends to all. Like yeah. like that's that's good, you know. 
Hmm. Yeah, you know, I wonder if this is a good reminder, if this feast helps us to realize that the whole point of the Christian, the whole point of Christianity, ooh, am I going to go that, that far? Do it. Is what? What is the point, Father? The whole point of... <laughs> is to have an encounter, an encounter with the living God, and that's what the Magi have. Yeah. They 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 see they they touch they are in the presence of God. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, they prostrate. They did him homage. They opened their treasures. They did all this. Then they departed for their country by another way. Right. No. What does yeah. that mean? No, that's good. That's good. Like you can read this entire story like a parable. You know, it's not a parable, but you could read it as a parable. As like, can you put yourself in this situation? Can you put yourself in this scene and see yourself? Like, what are you looking for? Like, what are you looking yeah. for? And how is God guiding you in the darkness with his wonderful light? And what encounter of the living God are you after? And how will that mm-hmm. change your path on the way home? You know? Yeah, and they went there for the wrong reasons. Hmm. Uh, Herod called them to send, to send them uh, so that he could find and do his, you know, nefarious things with this prophesied child. Yeah. Uh, and instead, they were fundamentally changed. Hmm. Yeah. They had a change of heart, as it were. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like, that's it. They they were, they, I don't want to use the language of baptism, but in a sense, through the presence of, of God, they, they were, they were recreated. Right. Right. They were changed for sure. Right. And so I, I like this angle uh, because especially here in Spain, since the epiphany is such a cultural thing, um, it can call it can kind of fall by the wayside to think about how it is an invitation, not just to recall, like like even with Christmas, like with all these feasts, we have an invitation to recall something that's happened a while ago, but h- how to turn that on its head and say, no, 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 that invitation is not just to a remembering what happened in the past but seeing it as a window into an encounter for you today. So like, how are you right. uh, not just getting gifts on the Feast of the Epiphany, but how is God inviting you to turn away from the path that you thought was the one that God had for you, but is in fact inviting you to a deep encounter of of his son, mm-hmm. you know, of, of a real conversion. Yeah, you know, there's there's this this theme that comes up quite often in the Gospels of, you know, who is, who is your true master? Hmm. Uh, and I think here we've got, we've got it, Again, you know, is it Herod? Is it the the local ruler, or is it the the king of kings? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's good. That's really good. I like that. Um, what else? Yeah, and that's a really cool thing too with with Spain. Like, you know, and, and it's not just with Spain, but <laughs> most of Europe, I would say, uh, the places that remain at least somewhat culturally Catholic. Uh, like, this is an important feast, right? Yeah, to like recognize that. We need Ooh. to we need to change. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you could do you could I could be a little provocative here and I could point out how these people came from the east uh and they became <laughs> bearers of the good news and we in the west like what are we doing? Like yeah. look at yeah. like Spain is the west, you know, like the western Europe, that's the west and where is Christianity here anymore? You know? And it's like these people came from the east. They didn't have it. it. It happened in this one place, and they came from afar. And it could be a real challenge to people in the West now to ask the question, like, where is the child being born now? 
And yeah, I got to tell you, like the church is vibrant in other parts of the world, and it's not very vibrant here. Um, yeah, you could really be challenging a people here, or I could be, and saying like, if you if I were to tell you that that the church is alive in another part of the world, would you pick up and mount your camel and go find the Lord there? <laughs> because yeah, yeah, you know, because we're living in a in a world here where it doesn't seem like there's a lot of vibrant Christianity, you know. Yeah, and I think that could that same message could be applied to the United States. I mean, it's somewhat more religious. It's less Catholic than than Christian, unfortunately. But but the Catholics uh, in the U.S. are very active. It seems generally. Sure, sure. But I, I, my angle with this would be like right now when when so many churches are closed or at limited capacity, and people are all people are doing is, you know watching father on their tv Mm. it's like well what does that mean like how is that how is that the same as these magi having their encounter Mm. yeah with this newborn christ child yeah 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 yeah. like what are you doing where are you going like what's happening yeah and i'm not saying that you can't have that at home you certainly can yeah but it's not going to be through watching the tv yeah (laughs) you know i think maybe at the at the foundation of a lot of and i think that you really hit the nail on the head with the word encounter like these men got up and went far to go find the living god and yeah. like we don't have to go very far it might just be as far as like your nearest kneeler or whatever to to actually come and have an encounter with the living god but like maybe what's being put on display here is is the pilgrimage is the journey from the east to the west because christ is born like okay what journey am I being invited to make? And it could be just a spiritual one and saying like, wake up from your slumber and get on your camel and move because God has been born and you are not aware of his presence anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a challenge to wake up yeah. from your from your stupor and go on a pilgrimage, you know? And it could just be an internal pilgrimage, especially as we're locked in. Like how, how are people being invited to an encounter with God away from the normalcy of where they are? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when we think about, when we think about, like, when you're, when you're saying there are Christian, uh, what, what was it? There are better Christian nations other in other places of the world. Yeah, potentially. Are you willing to pick up your, your, your stuff and go? Like, we, I think we often think of that in terms of, like, final destination. Like, I've got to give up everything and and start fresh, start a new. And maybe that's true. Like, maybe that's going to be a part of it. Yeah. But again, look at the last line of of the gospel. Like the 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 magi did not end their journey mm. in Bethlehem. Right, right. They departed. They departed from their for their country by another way. So they were changed. Yep. They're not doing the same things they were before. Right. But they're still they're still still going. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I I wonder. Um, I can't help but just ask. Maybe this is a sort of my parting thought. It's not a, a developed thought. It's just I keep having the image of the Emmaus story in mind as we're reading this. Yeah, um, yeah. Of like, how can you put those two stories together of like really focusing on the journey? You know, one is journeying towards Jerusalem, you know, the, the Magi, and the others are journeying away from Jerusalem. Uh, and both of them have an encounter with, with Christ on the way. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something interesting there. Yeah, I think to your point um, about... It's not really your point, but to the point about Christmas not just being a you know a narrative of this this 
first coming of Jesus, that it's it's really more about the second coming, the fullness of that. I think we can, we still, when we're, especially when we're talking about Christmas and the season and all this other stuff, we can still forget that everything else has actually happened. Mm, yeah. So like we're, we're removing the crucifixion from the, from the birth, mm. like in this little funny fantasy world. Uh, it's like, no, they do go together. Right. They have to go together. Right. right. And it's okay to talk about them going together. And so I think you're totally right to compare these two stories. Yeah. Uh, because I think they're the same story in a sense. Yeah. No, totally. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, just as a one small little thing, uh, in the spiritual exercise, when Ignatius talks about the birth, he talks about Jesus being born so that he might die on a cross. Like, it's just, yeah. he connects the two mysteries right away. Because, right, you can't yeah. contemplate the birth without thinking about the cross. Um, yeah. Good. Any parting thought from you? That's it. That's it. Go pray. All right, man. Till next time.